0: The Boilmakers picked up a big time recruit in the 2025 class, Let's Talk 25 Recruiting, plus the more than two dozen early enrolltees and transfers who are already on campus on Golden Black Radio. Kyle Charter's here. Tom Deanhart as well. Tom in a moment, but first this. Designing and building since nineteen sixty-eight, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWdesignbuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the Ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Easton Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you are doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. All right, Tom, let's talk a little bit of uh, recruiting. It has been, uh, to say the least, a busy last month or so for Ryan Walters and company. Purdue has 27, as it stands right now, newcomers on campus, 13 uh uh high school and junior college, and then the 14 transfer portal guys. I mean, that is just a a huge number of newcomers, but probably something that we should uh, get used to because it's going to be this way pretty much every year.
1: Yeah, hopefully maybe Purdue's not having quite this this type of coming and going or this attrition, if you will, in addition, as the program settles in, you'd hope under a new staff, right? They wouldn't need a dip in the portal maybe for, for this much talent. Um, and uh, But it is what it is here early on the first two years for Ryan Walters, trying to, you know, just kind of turn the roster over and, and uh, you know, improve the talent base. And um, like you mentioned, Kyle, 14 transfer portal transfers, transfer portal additions on campus. And you've got 13 early enrollees, 11 high school, two junior college kids here as well so once f- spring football kicks off we think it's going to be the week after spring break in mid-march that's 27 new players out there running around and uh so that's a lot obviously so uh, it's going to be exciting to see what these players look like and watch them uh, watch them develop as well
0: yeah and we'll be able to see them at least a little bit out there during the spring those 14 14- Portal guys. I mean, there are several storylines. You've outlined a lot of them on goldenblack.com. Obviously, offensive line. There's the Georgia to Purdue connection, which has been yeah. interesting. Some wide receivers in there. What do you think in terms of the biggest impacts to Purdue? Yeah, those offensive linemen, Kyle.
1: Four portal linemen. Um DJ Winfield, New Mexico, Joey Tanona of Notre Dame, Corey Stewart of Ball State, and Josh Sales of Indiana. Without a doubt, that's that's a big influx of veteran talent, full full grown men who played a lot of football. Most of them have the two junior college kids too. Um, it'll be interesting to watch them develop. Uh, uh, so again, that's what all up that that's six veteran offensive linemen that will be added, and I suspect, uh, you know, the kid from Ball State, Corey Stewart, I think is going to have a good chance to start. Involved these new uh, new arriving offensive line with a big big tackle, an all Mac tackle, a ball state a kid from Nashville. So yeah, that's that's an area we all know needed help, right, Kyle? They need depth. They were really hurt last year, and guys got hurt. I think depth's been improved greatly, and we all know too, Kyle, that they ran the ball football. They ran the ball pretty well, but again, they really struggle in those short yardage situations. Maybe being more mature, more physical will help Purdue when they get in those third and one and fourth and one situations.
0: Well, you've got to have depth, uh, Tom, that is not just moving your center to tackle. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's uh, you know, that's problematic. It was nice that Gus Hartwig was able to do that uh, at times late in the year. Shows maybe what kind of player he is, but that is just simply not the position you want your program to be in, unfortunately, with some of the injuries it was for Purdue. But you really need, you know, eight at the, at the minimum, right? Offensive linemen who, yeah, who you feel like who you feel like can go out there and play the positions that they actually practice at, 10 ideally, maybe more than that in a perfect world, but, you know, unlikely to happen. Uh, this, it would seem, with some of these transfers and, and who Purdue has coming back, that the Boilermakers should be able to get uh, a good five some on the field and maybe have a couple of backups as well. Yeah, you think
1: about Hartwig being your, 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 your anchor in the middle there at center. I mentioned Corey Stewart at the tackle uh marcus bow probably more of a natural guard I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he slides back on in the interior uh, moose is back obviously uh he, he can be your, your one of your tackles luke griffin the kid from missouri was coming on last year before he got hurt with yeah. jalen grant the, the transfer from bowling green he, he's back as well um and uh so, some of these other kids i talked about too um you know josh sales from indiana dj wingfield may be a starter starting quality tackle from mexico i'm told and Joey Tononik, Kyle, from Notre Dame by way of Zionsville, Indiana, was a four-star recruit uh, coming out of high school. Uh, obviously, could have gone anywhere, chose Notre Dame. He's a guy It may take him a while maybe to get on track. He hadn't played football in two years. He was involved in an automobile crash in South Bend right when he got to campus as an early enrollee a couple of years ago. Thought his career was over because of injuries, concussions. Actually, retired from football. You know, Over the course of the last few months or 18 months or so, he Health cleared up, he got cleared, and now he's continuing his career. So, Joy Tonona could be a guy who ends up being a real wild card for Purdue here in the future.
0: Yeah, certainly a guy who you'd like to take a chance with, see if he can get himself back into the playing shape because he was a good one, obviously, when he uh, came out of high school. Um, you know, Purdue's going to have to find someone for Hudson card to throw the football to. Seems like they've made some strides there.
1: Yeah, yeah, three receivers. Um, they got the kid from UCLA early, Cam Brown, a Texan who actually began his career at Texas A&M, and then uh, matriculated UCLA. Now he's on his third school. Not the biggest receiver, but a guy who's, who, who can produce for you. I don't think he's a number one guy, but he can be a depth guy or maybe a second or a third option. The intriguing guy is the two kids from Georgia, Kyle. Um, uh, a lot of their football is ahead of them. Uh, I've only been in college for a couple of years. Uh, Denylon Morissette. And then C.J. Smith, uh, C.J. Smith especially, Kyle, and i am told he's a real burner. And uh, these were two two guys who were four-star recruits coming out of high school, couldn't get on the field for one reason or another in Athens. Now they find themselves in West Loft, yet with plenty of opportunity. And when you look at the players, the receivers crew lost in the portal this year, including their top three wide receiving pass catchers, led by Dion Burks, of course, Abdurrahman Yassin, and T.J. Sheffield. So there's plenty of opportunity. The two Georgia kids, in my mind, is going to be a lot of fun, very intriguing to watch them, see how good they really are, Kyle. And I wouldn't be shocked if Purdue doesn't take another receiver. They're looking at this junior college kid from Fulton, California, named Leland Smith. And uh, he's going to make a college decision right before signing day in February. 6'5 guy. If Purdue can add him, that'd be another nice big body to sprinkle into this receiving core.
0: That Georgia-to-Purdue pipeline has been – Good, uh, you know. I mean, that's a, yeah. a good place to take players from. Even if they're players who who didn't break into the rotation down there for the Bulldogs, you know that it, uh, at least they do have some talent. It would seem. Yeah. Uh, how did all that come together?
1: <laughs> yeah, four Georgia guys. All told, the two receivers, a big time cornerback, uh, a four star guy, Nylon Green, who I think is probably going to start uh, the second spring football opens up. And uh, then they got an edge, guy, an outside linebacker, CJ Madden to help soften the blow of losing Nick Scorton. You know what Kyle, the Georgia or the Athens, Georgia to West Lafayette connection was more just sort of uh coincidence. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the coaches at Purdue, Kevin Kane and Joe Denine know an assistant coach at Georgia, but I don't think that played much of a role in, in getting these four guys kind of was explained to me again, just coincidence. And once, once one guy commits, kids talk amongst themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And that may
1: have played a part of it, too. Opportunity, I think, as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, again, uh, it's going to be fun watching these Georgia kids. Like you said, Kyle, a team that won back-to-back national titles not that long ago, uh, these guys were basically recruited under those guys. So, you know, their their pedigree, their scrapbooks are fat. Um, but, again, uh, <laughs> they couldn't really crack the rotation of a very talented georgia bulldog roster but again in west lafayette for a program that still is in transition i'm sure they think there's plenty of opportunity for them to maybe get on the field here and make an impact
0: there's a 13 uh, high school enrollees i guess with the two uh, that's including the two guys from um, junior college Uh, i know this is a harder question to answer because you haven't seen as much and because they're younger guys but yeah, anybody there? Sort of jump out to you as as a player or two who might be able to to make an impact early in his career at Purdue.
1: Yeah, eleven prep guys again. The two junior college offensive linemen. I think um, <clears throat> I think the running back Jaheen Merriweather, uh, a bigger back, Kyle, six foot two, tall back, right. And uh, they really think this guy's going to have a chance to be special, and he's going to get a chance to sort of strut his stuff this spring. They did bring in a transfer portal running back. Reggie Love from Illinois to sort of be Devin McAbee's sidekick. But with Dylan Downing gone in the portal, with Tyrone Tracy off chasing a pro football dream, there, there's still room for for another back to make an impact. And Jaheem Merriweather, a running back from from Tennessee, I think, is a guy fans need to really keep uh, keep an eye on as well. Otherwise, you know, uh, D.J. Allen, Marcos Davila, the quarterback, may, maybe the receiver, Tremar Harris. We talked about the need there, a wide receiver, getting here early, maybe give Harris a chance to maybe at least try to make an impact as a true freshman. I think um, I think those guys were, should be some names that, that fans should keep on their radar. And one other one, DeMond Maribel, uh, a, another kid from Tennessee, a, a defensive back, a safety. I'm told he's mature beyond his years. Guys like that tend to pick up things quickly. Coaches can trust him. If his talent is as good as people think, Maybe Maribel is the guy that can get on the field early in that secondary.
0: I know 27, the the total number of newcomers, gets inflated uh, because of the transfer portal and maybe gets inflated uh, too with a team that's in a roster transition like it is at Purdue. But the 13 for just the early enrollees, that alone is is a pretty big number compared to what we have seen historically. But probably there is a trend toward these guys getting here uh, I mean, they've always tried to get here in the spring. Um, but is do you, you feel like it's trending that way even more, that more high school players are able to get on a campus for spring practices?
1: I think um, – I'm not sure if it's a trend. I think maybe it kind of comes and goes. You know, some guys yeah. want to do it. Some guys' high schools won't let them do it. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, other guys may want to do their spring sports. So, uh, yeah, it just, just depends on the individual. I'm sure the so, some coaches that I know, like Pat Fitzgerald, didn't want guys to come early. He wanted them to enjoy their their last semester of high school experience, and others want you on campus right away. I think you all understand the importance and the value of getting there early if you can for obvious reasons, doing the weights in the winter and doing spring football, sort of getting a little head start on everybody. So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's a trend, but, it's again, if, if you're a coach, boy, you love getting an early look at these guys, seeing who is who, and you can always tell the guys to you. You know, if you get there early, the chance you can get on the field, and we all know Kyle. Everybody wants to play ball. You don't want to sit there and be on the scout team for for one whole year. If you can, if you can get out of that,
0: pretty got some big news uh, recently. <clears throat> in the 2025 recruiting class, which is now up to four uh, commitments, the latest being Terry on Grant, a uh, a cornerback, yeah. highly can uh, highly recruited, highly uh, regarded uh, corner. Uh, ranked number 105, 105 overall per on three, um, which is good. Uh, maybe that ranks him among at least here recently the 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 highest rated recruits uh, to have committed uh, to the Boilermakers. What brought him to Purdue?
1: Well, I think that background Ryan Walters has in particular working yeah. with guys in the secondary played a part. He, he said as much, and also he had a he developed a good relationship with Purdue's cornerbacks coach, uh, Sam Carter. I think those two guys, Walters and Carter, really were really obviously the, the the center point of recruiting Grant. And uh, he bought what they were selling. Again, these guys have developed some pretty good defensive backs as, as coaches over the years. And I think that resonated with Grant. You know, he actually was a silent commit. For a few months here, he committed back in the fall. And again, on Sunday, he went public with his commitment six foot four Kyle you're talking about a tall cornerback about 180 pounds Murfreesboro Tennessee which is about 30 minutes from Nashville a who's who list of offers you know you talked about LSU Miami Nebraska on and on it goes about everybody in the south this kid had a lot of options chose to be a boilermaker and uh you know something he's one of his biggest recruits from a ranking standpoint in a generation so um, he comes with, uh, again, uh, a lot of accolades and, and a guy that could be the real centerpiece of a producer secondary in years to come.
0: Yeah. Fourth, uh, commitment in that class. And I know it's early, but I think on three has produced classes, the 31st ranked, uh, in the country, which is a, a good spot to be. There's a long way obviously between, uh, now and uh, the early signing period for this class, uh, next December, uh, Sawyer lost. excuse me sawyer um anderson the quarterback yeah. keelan abrams the linebacker <laughs> uh, Zaire stevens the running back all part of that group it does seem like uh, ryan walters has a little bit of recruiting momentum here even in the 2025 class
1: yeah nice start Sawyer anderson's an interesting quarterback not the biggest guy at 510 511 but we all know height doesn't really matter these days and when it comes to playing quarterback at even in the NFL, right, you look at Baker Mayfield and Kyler, Kyler Murray and some of those guys. So he's sort of of that ilk, I guess, if, you, if you're if you looking for a comparable or a comp. So, yeah, he's a pretty highly regarded kid from Texas. We talked about Grant a little bit. They had about five or six 2025 kids on campus this weekend to watch the Purdue-Penn State basketball game on sort of unofficial visits. One of those kids, Kyle, Cameron Gorin. Uh, mm-hmm. The son of Brandon mm-hmm. Gorn, the former Purdue offensive tackle, and that Rose Bowl team goes to Hamilton Southeastern. Big kid Kyle, six uh, five, you know two eighty five, and uh, he's not any in any hurry to make a decision. Most people think he probably will eventually land at Purdue, but yeah, he's a he's a big time guy that would look good in Golden Black, I'm sure, if they could get him at some point. And just a lot of other good, uh, some top some good players around the state, you know. T.Y. Hilton's son's a highly recruited kid. I know Purdue's trying to get after, uh, and, and there's a kid of Ben Davis, Mark Zachary, um, who's got a, a massive, massive long list of impressive offers who, uh, again, I think Purdue's interested in, but probably the top player in the state if they could get him to be special too. So you're right. You're going to continue pecking away here and trying to add more kids for that 2025 class.
0: We're getting old, Tom. Legacy players from guys who played, you know, seemingly just a few years ago. I don't, I don't get that. It just seems like yesterday. Brandon Goren was here. It does
1: it does? I know.
0: <laughs> you know, Edwin Ed, Ed Watson. Edwin Ed Watson's got a kid who I think is a fresh,
1: about a sophomore. I think at at a school in Indianapolis as well. He's already starting to show up on some people's radar. So, you know what that means, Kyle? Kyle Charters? That means you're getting old. <laughs>
0: it's, it's true. I had somebody ask me at a local business this this well, this weekend uh, whether the twins were my grandchildren. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, Painful. another kid,
1: another legacy. Remember uh, Mike Rose, the linebacker?
0: Yeah,
1: he's got his son who's uh, who's on radars too. So, yeah, we're seeing these the second generation come up. I know uh, Jason Lorzell had a kid who was through here this summer. Um, and uh, was being recruited ended up going somewhere else so yeah all those guys from that glory those early glory years of Tiller having kids there they're coming to be that age Kyle where they're picking colleges and getting ready to play college football
0: yeah will be fun to watch for sure thanks Tom you bet buddy at Purdue Federal Credit Union it's about a relationship a relationship that goes where you go wherever you are in life A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. Thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast Please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show. For Tom Dean I'm Kyle Chargers. Thanks for listening. This is Gold and Black Radio.